What is small business crisis management? Well, let's talk first about what is crisis management. Crisis management is simply the process of preparing and managing any disruptive or emergency situation that affects your business, your stakeholders, your employees, your customers, and your revenue. This can cause so much grief to a, a, a business owner or a company itself or a team of leaders. This can cause, or just your employees, right? So there's lots of different crises that could take place. And I, again, I, I'm going to start to use this term a little more loosely so people can understand, you know, when they're in a crisis. Um, I've had uh, bars, uh, bar establishments, uh, just uh just go into crisis and don't realize they're in a crisis. Um, we've had uh, small businesses like spas or uh, construction companies. Uh, we work with a lot. Uh, transport companies, uh, real estate offices. We've had crisis in all of these different realms of businesses. And I found one common factor when it comes down to this happening with these businesses, um, they don't know they're in a crisis. They they simply don't know that they're in a crisis. So once we help them to identify, hey, you're in a crisis, you're in a crisis, and here's why, you know, the information and what I have identified is what I start to address. This is what I watched happen, and this is why you're in this crisis you know, and a lot of people don't like to use that word because it's it's so uh, powerful when it comes down to identifying a problem. No, we have an issue. We have a problem. No, you have a crisis. So let's be realistic when we're addressing things. I'm going to call it like it is. I don't go into organizations to be friends with anyone. I come in to resolve a problem and get out. I do have a business to run, so my time is valuable. Um, one of the things I want to talk about is some types of crisis. So let's let's get into it. I don't have a lot of time, but we're going to get through it. So let's talk about some crisis. Financial crisis, right? Financial crisis involves the money. I'm not going to go take a deep dive into it, but financial crisis involves finances, money. What's going on? Um, this could be from someone um, miscounting some money, someone stealing from the company, someone um, not paying or collecting funds. This can happen on so many different levels um, that, you know, we got to make sure we prepare as much as we can. And we're going to talk a little bit about more how to prepare for these things, because can you really prepare for a crisis? Um, we don't know. So if you're interested in jumping on the line, asking questions, you can give me a call. I am live right now. Again, it's January 2nd, 2023. The time is 1137, 319 I am live on the air. Um Another personnel crisis, um, <laughs> we've had situations where customers, uh, let's say their their staff and employees decided not to come to work anymore. I mean, this happened for, <laughs> we say small businesses, I'm talking, I'm focused on small businesses now, but it's happened with even larger businesses. Let's, let's say, for instance, when um, the employees at the airport all decided to quit in one day. Well, that was a crisis. That crisis needed to be managed. Okay, that had to be taken care of, that someone had to come in and intervene and address that crisis because that wasn't expected. That wasn't something that, um, you know, you could prepare for and say, just in case my personnel walks out today, 
I'm going to, or they just decide not to show up, I'm going to have this in place. Like, so that's something very hard to plan for. Therefore, you, you've got to have, you know, the, the right resources at hand or someone with the right resources at hand. Um, let's talk a little bit about an organizational crisis, okay? Now, when we get into organizational crisis, um, this can go, I'm, I'm going to share some of the things that I walk into. So organizational crisis I walked into recently was a leadership issue where, you know, titles were crossed, um, titles were given, uh, People really didn't understand their role, their positioning, the power of their title, uh, responsibilities of their that came with the title. And again, we're going to talk about how to resolve some of these things as well uh, down the line. So my favorite, if you know me, if you know of me, you know I'm a tech person first. So, you know, being a queen of technology, as I address myself, technological crisis happen more often, often than not. This is the biggest one for me because this is what I know. It's what I lived for over 20 years, tech, technology crisis. This happens all the time, actually almost daily in a business, okay? Some kind of technology, rather it's email or systems crashing, systems uh, getting a virus or a hack or information being stolen or exposed or vi- or violations and compliance and things that can happen within your system that you may not even pay attention to. So that's my expertise. So of course, that's what I really would sit here and talk to you about all day, but we're not going to stay on that. Let's talk a little bit about natural disasters because in 20, from 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, we have experienced so many crises that we were able to just look at from, from hindsight, whether we were on social media, the news, whatever, we were able to see these crises happen live. So natural disasters, the Ukraine, for instance, I want to talk a little bit about how they experienced a natural, a, a natural disaster um, with hurricanes, things like that. And then the war, they didn't have any say on, or will our business shut down because we're at war or what have you. This is something that happens. So I don't know how many people are aware, but there's a lot of small tech firms over there that experienced a huge shutdown, job loss, just so many different things. So um, countries, well, we have like New Orleans where the actual, uh, where they have floods. Um, I mean, we can go on and on about natural disasters. This happens. And again, you don't know they're going to happen. COVID happened. I mean, Everything was shut down. I, at the time, was working uh, for the federal government and had to go home. I had to put my laptop in my bag, and and we couldn't shut down. We are the federal government, so we had to continue to work. But we had to go home. We had to go home, connect to our own Internet, and and continue to support the country and what was going on, right? So there was no shutdown for us, really. But at that same time, there was a crisis. And we had to make sure that we, you know, stayed in tune and addressed it. And that's what it's all about. Confrontation crisis. So this is one that I I think a lot of my customers think that, you know, crisis management is for, um, which is, it is, but it's not. So we have, you know, crisis managers who handle strictly PR. And I'm, I'm not a PR person, so I don't handle that portion of it. But a lot of the other ones that I mentioned, I do. But um, if you know the movie, um, and I've been, well, the show, I'm sorry, not movie, but the ABC hit um, 
what is it called, scandal, then you've seen PR, you've seen Olivia Pope handle a lot of the crisis I'm talking about, but mainly the PR crisis for their president at the time. Um, but confrontation crisis occurs when um, someone who's discontent, rather it's just an individual or a group, fight a business or the government or various interest groups, and they kind of go to war. They want acceptance and demand expectations. You're going to tell me that you're going to change this right now. I think the biggest one was Balenciaga. Balenciaga had uh, post something that was inappropriate, um, and they wanted an apology. The, the world wanted an apology. So this was, Balenciaga was in crisis, and it needed to be addressed. And they, I'm sure, hired someone to handle this front line and make sure that they didn't lose consumers and didn't lose status and didn't lose because you can lose so much when your business is in crisis, right? Um, another one is um, malevolence. Malevolence occurs when a firm's opponents or use criminal or illegal means to destabilize a firm, harm its reputation, extort, or destroy, right? So this is another rare form of a crisis that people just kind of nah, shy away from or just not sure of, or a lot of companies try to do it um, when competing with their competitors and not realize it's a crisis or a crime that, you know, what you're actually doing. So just be being aware of a crisis or where you're in crisis, you know, um, how to address it, um, how to prepare for it. And like I said, crises are often uh, you're unable to prepare for a crisis. So you just have to make sure that you have your, your T's crossed and your I's dotted so you can address it when the time comes. Uh, workplace violence. We've experienced this all year long from schools to uh, government buildings. I mean, I like again, I've worked in a government building, and we had workplace violence. We've had um, threats and everything else um, to, that goes along with this. So how do you prepare for that? How do you handle yourself in that type of crisis? And you're a business owner. At this point, you have to make sure that you're ready at all times or you have someone on speed dial who can help you because I believe a lot of times our, our heads get a little cloudy. And the reason why my, my job, you know, I even get these calls. And I'm going to say my job is so, so important. But I get these phone calls when my my clients are in panic mode because they don't, although I work with some very high-level, educated, awesome, amazing people they, they, their brain doesn't function because of, of so many different factors that goes into uh, what they're being faced with. They're stressed out. They can't think on their toes right now. So when they're in crisis, they call someone who they know can come up with a solution right away, right at that time. And that's one of the things we want to really address. We want to make sure that this is happening. looks like we have a caller on the line. Let's bring the caller in. Greetings in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name is Pastor Don Jr., CEO. I'm a first-time caller. And I would just Hi, I would say you? I heard I seen the topic. I'm good. I seen the topic. I'm like, oh, this is my type of business. So Awesome. 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 Thanks for Happy joining us, Pastor. I appreciate it. Um, yes, and what ma'am. type of business uh, do you have? Is it just the church, or do you have another business as well? No, ma'am. I I'm been a radio consultant for 44 years. I've been I lived in 30 out of 50 states, and I'm very well connected in the actual entertainment industry. So what I do is 
I'm constantly on the radio. I'm on seven or twelve radio shows just like this one. I call, I find out what's going on, and then I bring the resource to the people who need Awesome, awesome. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you are enjoying this information. Um, I am Jamila Lari. Yes, I am the host of this show and the owner of the station as okay. well. And I just kind of wanted to – let me let me pick your brain while I have you here. Have you ever yes, found ma'am. yourself in a crisis situation? Yes, ma'am, definitely. In 44 years, uh, I book a lot of events, and a major crisis situation has come up a lot because of the pandemic. Menus has been open for 20 years. They had to close their doors because they didn't follow the right policies and procedures. So mm. when you got people driving three to four hours and they get there and the venue's closed, it's a major crisis. you got to calm everybody down, chill everybody out, then get back in the game and keep the clients. You get what I'm saying? Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> it's the story of my life, okay? So being <laughs> in the industry myself for a very long time, I've been faced with a lot of crisis, and I've been able to actually ter- turn that into a business. So, you know, Pastor, yeah. thank you again for joining us. I'm going to put you on hold. Stay on the line. I'd love to keep okay. you here. I'm going to talk about okay. five P's of crisis management, okay? So talking a little bit about the five P's of crisis management, those who have experienced crisis, you know, you have no time to plan at that very time. So you have to jump right in. You have to get busy, as I call it. Let's get busy. Let's roll. Let's think on our toes. So you have to be able to predict, predict your crisis. You know, and I, I call this in our organization the what-if measure. It's time for the team to sit down and just come together with a what-if measure. What if this happens? What if this happens? And we say, hey, we don't want to go ahead and focus on the what-ifs. But we do. As crisis managers, we want to predict what's going to happen, what the possibilities are. We want to prepare for (laughs) the inevitable, right? So we want to predict. That's P, number one. Prevent, prepare, perform, post-action and assessment. And we're going to jump right into it. So predicting is just an attempt to remove uncertainty from the future. It can happen. Just know something can happen. I say there's no perfect event. There's no perfect business, something's going to go wrong. It's kind of life, right? So you want to make sure that predict component is always in your strategic plan, which I'll get into in another episode. So let's jump right into prevent because we're close on time. Prevent. This is a deliberate action. You have to actually sit and say, hmm, we have to make sure that if this happens, we have this in its place. IT people And technology, this is kind of disaster recovery is what we call it. This is what we live by, right? We prevent, we want to make sure future harm doesn't take place. If something goes wrong today, we got to make sure that it doesn't happen tomorrow. So this is achieved by a long-term strategy. Create a long-term strategy and put it in place, okay? Operational strategy is what we use. Um, You can Google all this stuff. This information is public. You don't have to be an expert to get this information. If you don't know what you're doing, again, we do exist. My Biz Consulting, this is what we help companies to do. You want to minimize the impact of man-made incidents, okay? You don't want man-made incidents. We can't control nature, but we can control man-made incidents. So let's make sure that we, we prepare to prevent, right? So preparation. Let's talk about prepare, right? This is a core component of a 
effective response and cover six essential activities as follows. Let's let's go into them. Planning, organizing, training. And I want to just touch on training a little deeper here because it's important that your team know what to do. People know their roles. This is something I believe kids in uh, kindergarten learn, or maybe even preschool, what to do in case of a fire. This is where that first, where preparation is taught and learned for the first time. You know, during a fire drill, everyone, you know, you get in line, you grab this, you get in line, and you head out in this direction. This is what we need to train our staff to do. We need to train our support team to be ready and, and take their, their position, their roles, right? We want to equip them with the knowledge, the skill set to not panic, to not freak out, to not lose it, and to stay focused, okay? And we want to exercise this. We don't want to wait until something happens to recap what we said. We want to always constantly go over this, make sure that everybody is up on what they need to do because we can't expect everybody to do everything or always be prepared. But if we equip them and we help them with exercising what they're supposed to do, you're going to have a good outcome. Okay. And then you want to evaluate your processes. I feel as though people put these processes in place and then they don't evaluate them because process need improvement at all times. Okay. So you want to make sure that not only are you preparing your, your people, your teams, but you want to make sure that you go over and make sure they understand what, what needs to happen and then improve on it. How can we get better? How can we make this solution a little bit better? And then performing. Performing is my favorite part. That's the actual implementation of contingency plan. Let's put the contingency plan in place so when a crisis occurs, no matter what's happening, we are proactive. We're taking the right measures. We're responding quickly. Uh, the crisis is at is the priority. You know, no one's sitting at their desk like, I still have to do this. Like, no, this is the priority. We need to make sure people have that clear understanding of how to perform during a crisis. And again, post-action and assessment. This is where I believe most small businesses drop the ball. They don't go back and create that post-action plan. That's a component which begins when the crisis has been addressed. So once everything is kind of under control, because it's not fixed, it's under control, Okay, so we say, hey, everything's clear. <laughs> That's the, we, we call it the walkie-talkie command. Everything's clear on this end, right? So now that it's clear, uh, the organization is returning to business as usual. We're, we're back, you know, the doors to the club has opened up. We're back. We're in action. Things are happening. We're, you know, the show must go on. Well, we need to find ways. We need to seek ways to evaluate and improve prevention, preparation, and the actual execution. What did what happened? That's my favorite question. What happened? Okay. What was done? What did you do? Okay. We had a club um, this week. Go promote. So they say they say, hey, we promoted for an event, and event kind of it flopped. It had no real substance of people show up for this event. But the budget was spent. So that becomes questionable. And we don't sometimes think that's a crisis, but it's a crisis, okay? It's a crisis for a club owner. And these are things that we want to make sure that, you know, we, we're we prepared for, okay? Um, one of the last things I want to talk about in this last five minutes is SOPs. 
SOPs can prevent a lot of this from happening. And a SOP, I'm not going to use my, my SOP lingo. Let's say a, a SOP is a standard operating procedure. 90% of the offices that I work with, uh, the businesses that I work with, the customers that I work with, the people who sit down with me in my office do not have a standard operating procedure in place. A lot of companies feel like we're a small business. I do all the work myself. I don't have to put a SOP in place because I'm going to do it anyway, and I don't want anybody to know all my trade secrets and all that BS, right? Because that's all it is, is BS at this point. You need to write it all out, okay? It's a set of written instructions that describe step-by-step what actions need to be taken for routine activity, intake and assessment. How do you go about doing it? If you're working my front desk and a customer comes in, what is the first thing that you need to do? I'm, I can't be there all the time. I can't be at the front desk handling all intakes. I can't meet with a client right away. So I need someone, I need to be able to train someone to do that. And training is not enough. Sitting there telling someone, well, you're going to do the intake and you're going to do this, that, and other. That's just not enough. It's not enough. So standard operating procedures should be written out for each role in your company. Every single role should have an SOP. It's so important. And when I say this, I think, again, um, people can get a little confused in what that looks like. So let's go ahead and let me give you an example. A SOP is simply just the routine. And that could be as simple as um, putting a customer in a database. And I write mine out real basic, real kindergarten, like open database, search customer, by email, website, or et cetera. If they're not in the system, enter the customer. If they're in a system, proceed to, to this. Set up the customer in a system, do this. Um, if you're going to just perceive the customer's already in there, you go to this. I mean, step by step, um, I would suggest including screenshots. I love screenshots because they're very helpful for new people who are new to your company and you have that CRM in place and they need to know how to navigate, this is very, very helpful. So again, make sure you have your standard operating procedures in place. This will eliminate a lot of confusion. This will, each role will know what they're required to do for any situation. Rather, it's just something that needs to occur every single day or in the event of an emergency. It happens. Again, these are things that I feel like is needed, especially in small businesses. Again, I've, I've come from a large business world where I work with uh, companies with, you know, three to 5,000 employees um, that we, you know, I'm, I had a team of 144. So to think on that level is one thing, but to find small businesses who need the same thing, uh, it can be kind of stressful for a small business owner because that drawing up the SOPs are so it's just a task that's like it seems daunting so I do want to share with you a tool a tool to, that basically does it for you so um, if you have a system in place and you want to create a walkthrough of how to use that system and how to get that um, to get that new customer into the system then I want you to test out tango Tango is a free Chrome extension that helps people do their best at creating these step-by-step documentations in literally a minute. Like you just actually do the work and it writes it all out for you. Of course, you're going to have to go back and do some edits, 
but really it's, it's an amazing tool. Um, I personally use it to capture all workflows, and it's the new year, so I'm working on all new workflows, um, especially for this crisis management um, component we're offering our customers starting for, <laughs> starting now, you know, so definitely check that out. Um, you can check out my website at mybizconsulting.com. We got about 90 seconds. You hear my cue, and we're about to get out of here. I do want to bring the pastor back on the line. Uh, pastor, thank you again for joining us. Let's see if we can get him back on here really quick. Amen. Pastor, yes, ma'am. Thank you yes, again you, yeah, for you. joining us. Thank you, and I definitely want to give you my phone number and website because it's really important for us to connect after the show. I love what you're doing. I couldn't pull up your website. You said it so fast, and I was trying to type, but uh, – my direct contact number is 352-363-1650, 352-363-1650, and my website is PastorDonJrCEO.com. But I've, I'm here to help. I love the information, and I wrote down the Tango Ascension. I definitely want to hear more about that. But you have a wonderful, happy New Year. It's the year of Michael Jordan. Everything you planned is coming to fruition this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you again, Pastor. Thanks for joining us today. I appreciate you. And hopefully all the listeners took down your information as well, because he has a great wealth of knowledge. I will definitely be connecting with the pastor to learn more about what he brings to the table. He has a wealth of experience, 40 something years in the business. So definitely make sure you stay tuned. We will be doing a lot more talk on business, business crisis, and so much more. Again, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate your listening. I'm out of here. Jamila Lari, MyBizConsulting, mybizconsulting.net, and check us out.